Coming to you live from all over the United States, you're listening to your favorite podcast. It's Burgers and Brats with your hosts, Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. Well, Braxton, hey, it's good to have you back, everyone. Uh, Braxton, we're almost to episode 100, right? I mean, we're in the new year. We're almost to a milestone, and uh, it, it's, good, it's good to be back with you here in 2021. Yeah, this is our first episode of 2021. We've been on for a few weeks. Uh, nice holiday, a nice new year, but finally back doing some podcasts with our guest, that, Matt. Who's our guest? That's right. Today? Hey, we got the man, David Ash, a buddy of mine I've known for a long time. We're both uh, went to the same high school, same school. We uh, from the same, almost the same town, pretty much. And uh, so, David, it's good to have you on, man. We're super excited to have you. First guest of 2021. So this is awesome. Big honor right here, man. And uh, if you want to uh, give out your socials or anything uh, for people to follow you, go right ahead. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Braxton, for, for having me on. Uh, I know you guys, I know Matt knows there's nothing more than, that I love than, than some sports. And so happy, happy to be here and uh, happy to just uh, join and, and hang out with you guys for a little bit. Uh, if you guys would like to follow me uh, on, uh, on the socials, it's David Ash 20 on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, David and then Ash is A-S-C-H-E and then the number two zero. So I appreciate that, but looking forward to, to spending some time with you guys. So, Yeah, thanks for coming on, bro. So, All right, Matt. Yeah, right. What are we diving into oh, first? Well, I mean, so, this is perfect. We got David on here. David, a, a, a great baseball player. I've seen him play. Uh, I mean, this this guy's a rock star and, and all, playing right now for uh, OU's club team. Is that right? That's right, David, right? That is correct. Uh, yeah. I'm actually the, the vice president of the Oklahoma men's club baseball uh, organization. And so uh, we're, we're about to get our season started uh, upcoming this spring. And, uh, man, we're, we're pumped for it. Uh, we have a stacked team. And, man, we're looking to, to do some damage this season. So. Well, good luck. Good luck with your team. And what a perfect way we had a major trade go down. Uh, in baseball and we got you on to talk about it so what we have seen um, in the last couple months if you are a Mets fan that you gotta be excited and that is kind of comes as a shock you're like if you're the Mets you're constantly disappointed but they have got to be feeling great they've got a new owner Stephen Cohen who is excited he's a Mets I mean he is I think a lifelong Mets fan and he's excited to turn this team around and he did that today. He made a trade with Cleveland Indians. Well, yeah, the Indians for right now they're going to change their name at Cleveland. Francisco Lindor and pitcher Carlos Carrasco going to the Mets in exchange for I got to pull this up. Infielders Andres Jimenez, Ahmed Rosario, right-hander Josh Wolf and outfielder Isaiah Green. So David, I got to ask you. If you're a Mets fan, you see this trade go down. You're getting maybe, you know, one of the best shortstops in the game. How excited are you feeling right now? Man, honestly, I, I'm thrilled about it. I, I'm glad to, to see, as, I mean, as you were saying, that, that it's been a long time of, uh, of almost misery for Mets fans uh, as, as, as for the past couple of years. But, uh, man, if I'm a Mets fan, I'm super excited to see this, just to see that my organization is making moves. Um, to get a four-time All-Star uh, in uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, man, I just I, I'm I would be over the moon if I was a Mets fan. So I think they're they're super happy with the trade. They're happy to see that their organization is making moves, and uh, man, they're they're looking forward to they're looking forward to a, a, a great year coming up. Yeah, I mean, this was a move that obviously um, you know Cleveland was was they had been talking about for a long time. You know, is Cleveland going to kind of you know, you know, move Lindor and, 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 you know, this is a team that I mean, this Cleveland team constantly for we've seen for a long time has competed and has been good. They have not been great though. They can't get over the hump. And, and this is a major move getting rid of Lindor um, in, in, in this trade, not just getting rid of them, but bringing in some youth and, and, and seeing kind of how they can, uh, you know, not rebuild, but retool in a way. Um, so Braxton, uh, you know, you see this move. I mean, I, you know, you're a big Yankees fan. We, we've talked about this. Um, you know, so they're, you got New York now. I mean, they're in different uh, leagues, but I know it's everyone's going to love the Yankees, but the Mets are making noise now. I mean, what do you think about yeah, it? The, the Subway Series will be a little bit better, but um, it's still the Mets. They are the Mets. They're not going anywhere. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> but this, this – this trade, the you guys are more baseball savvy than I am. Uh, but the only name I recognize is Lindor, heck of a player, very, 
very talented. Mets won this trade because uh, they got Lindor. So uh, Mets, very good. If you're a Mets fan, you are happy uh, you got him. Cleveland, uh, there it looks like they're going downhill. Won't know a single name on the front or the back when they start the season next year. But um, uh, Mets, Mets won the trade with Lindor. Great player. They got great addition to that team. Yeah, and, and it seems like the Mets may not be done. They've still got their eyes set on George Springer. I mean, as we know that he won't be coming back to Houston. Um, he's going to be trying to get paid elsewhere. Um, this Mets team really can be – they've got to make moves. You look at the NL East, you've got a, a Phillies team that they're trying to find kind of who they are. Um, you've got a – Braves team that has been great, and they've got a lot of young pitching, a lot of young talent. Um, so the Mets have to compete. Um, the, the Mets have to have to make moves because we, what we've seen with them is, you know, they may get off to a quote unquote hot start, but then they fade real quickly, and then they're a you know a laughing stock in the league. So this is a really good move, um, David. Any anything else you want to add about this? And you know, if you're they're going in the direction of Cleveland, I mean. Is is Cleveland, how are they going to look this year? I know the White Sox have looked really good. What are you seeing from this uh, Cleveland team this season? I, I think I'm seeing a a, bit of, a little bit of a change. I think, uh, I think Cleveland still has a pretty good team. I don't know if they're going to be up to the caliber of the White Sox this year because um, the White Sox have emerged as one of the prominent teams in the MLB. Uh, we saw that last year with them making the playoffs and, and doing pretty well all, all season last year. Um, however, uh, I just, I don't know if the Indians now have that firepower and if they're going to try and sort of rebuild, I guess, I don't know if rebuild is the correct term there, but nonetheless, I think they're going to try and, uh, maybe pick up, uh, go through this season, see, see where they end up and then sort of move on from there. Uh, because I think that they still have a pretty good opportunity for a wild card position, but, uh, man, who knows, especially with that prominent White Sox team, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough, a tough race out there. Yeah, we're seeing baseball, it really the landscape change. Um, and, I mean, this is how how the league goes. But what we've seen in, in Braxton, I know, you know, I'm going to have to take a little shot your Yankees. But, you know, the Yankees, as, as the evil empire, as they constantly were forced, really were quiet um, this last decade. And, and they've had good teams. It's just getting over the hump, right? But we're starting to see these teams like the White Sox. We talk about them. Well, the White Sox have really been a, a team that you expect to lose 100 games every season and until these last couple of years they really made strides. Now, we'll see what they do under with Tony La Russa. You know, there's always, already been kind of a, a scandal, not scandal, but kind of a, you know, a blowback with him. Like, why'd you bring him in? Why'd you fire? Uh, I think it was Rick Renteria when, you know, he had a good season. But you see this landscape change where maybe the Mets now could be a, a team we talk about as we head into August and September, like, oh, my gosh, the Mets have a legit shot. Like, they're not going to blow this. So it's it's interesting to see we're in this changing period of baseball, which happens every year. But we're starting to see maybe these teams that really were laughing stocks be a little bit more serious contenders. Yeah, and I'd like to add something real quick. I, I've been I've been looking at this this ESPN article, and there there's been a couple big names that I didn't know that the Mets had that have uh, come since that that new takeover from uh, Cohen, the the new ownership of the Mets. Uh, the Mets now have Marcus Stroman, a very prominent pitcher in the MLB. Uh, they also have Trevor May, who's also a very extremely good pitcher, and then they have catcher James McCann and Noah Syndergaard all on their team. So. Some big names there. Uh, if you're in, if you're in the baseball world, that that man that really should pique your interest and say, wow, the Mets have made some moves and they could really be a, a, maybe a factor in that in that uh, NL race. Yeah, we, we've seen with the Mets. I mean, that, that starting pitching, they've had some really dominant pitchers, like you said, Syndergaard, but yet they you know they don't get anywhere, and so you don't want to waste those guys's youth, the years in the league, because that they've got some really good talent. So. Um, you're, that this is they're building something in New York. I mean, this and you're right, Braxton. That Subway Series could be a little bit better, and I think <laughs> that would be fun, uh, definitely there. But yeah, big big news today, um, you know, in the baseball world with this trade um, because that's with Lindor being moved. That's a that's a major trade. So I, that's all I got on baseball. I don't think if, if you guys have anything else to add, I know we got another uh, really. Uh, big story, Braxton. If you want to take us and what's what's happening in the Big Twelve? 
Yeah, Tom Herman, after four years at Texas, has been fired, and Steve Sarkeesian is hired. So not even, I don't even think an hour after Herman was fired that they hired Sarkeesian. Uh, Herman in his four years, uh, 32-18 and 18 record, 4-0 in bowl games, only reached the Big 12 championship once and beat OU once. I mean, it was shocking after this a uh, few months ago when the AD said they are going to keep Tom Herman. Uh, so, Matt, what, what are your thoughts on the firing and the Steve Sarkeesian? Well, uh, first off, I mean, you know, it's always fun to kind of joke, okay, is Tom Herman going to be fired? And um, Texas has just been just treading water for since Mac Brown. Um, they haven't really gone anywhere. And what we've seen, you mentioned the stats on on Tom Herman. Um, you know, he in his first year in Texas, he was 7-6, and six, then he was 10-4, and 8-5. Uh, and then we saw last year, um, I guess, yeah, seven and three. Uh, yeah, his best year so yeah. far. And, 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 it, and I think it was shocking because it seemed like a few weeks ago he got a vote of confidence from, um, I think, Chris Del Conte. I think that's their AD. Um, got a vote of confidence. So I was shocked because, Braxton, you were the one, I think, that texted me or someone texted me and said Herman got fired. I said, what? Uh, so that, that doesn't make sense. Um, so I was shocked. And then to here was Steve Sarkeesian. I think it's a, a good hire. I think they could have done better. Um, that's my opinion on, on, on bringing in Sarkeesian. David. Yeah, I, I'm with, I'm with Matt on this. Uh, I think Steve Sarkeesian is a great mind in the, in the college football world. Uh, whether or not he can figure out what's going on with, with the Texas Longhorns football program is uh, I guess we're going to, we're going to find out in this next season. Um, but Man, I, I, there's a lot of similarities between Tom Herman and uh, Steve Sarkeesian, and I, I'm with Matt. I think there, there could have been a little bit more searching done uh, to find maybe a, a better candidate, but Steve Sarkeesian, man, not meaning to take anything away from him. He's a fantastic coach, and, you, and we see what he's done with Alabama, getting, getting that, that prominent offense to the national championship again. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's great, definitely a great hire. It's just whether or not he can figure out that Texas Longhorns football program to, to make them – get over that hump uh, of just honestly uh, not, not, not a great few seasons in the past, the past few years. Yeah. I know Matt and I, as OU fans and just uh, spectators, we, we make fun of Tom Herman because it's Texas. They can't win. I, I, I don't like the Sarkeesian hire, man. Yeah. Herman had his four years. I think they should have given him at least another develop his recruits, bring him in. That, that Texas team looked very good towards the end of the year, putting up, close to 70 against K-State, beating a pretty decent Colorado team. And Steve Sarkeesian in his six years at head coaching at at USC, too, he did not do that well, but he's 43-33 and as a head coach, not overwhelmingly great. And uh, he went to Alabama, as all um, head coaches do that don't make it as a head coach, revamp his career. Uh, I I think anyone could get that team to a national championship. You've got five stars coming in, five-star factory just in Alabama. So, I mean, I don't think it was that challenging to get them to where they are now. Um, Hopefully, I think Texas is going to take another step back because now Sarkeesian's got to get a whole new staff, bring in whole new recruits, and and see who transfers. I, I think it's a mess, an even bigger mess now. I think they should have kept Tom Herman, honestly. Not saying that as an OU fan, yeah. but I just um, – if you're Texas, I think you probably wanted to keep Herman after what he's done the last few games. Yeah, the big question is where does Tom Herman go now? I mean, he, he obviously will land another coaching job, and, I, you know, maybe we'll find that out in the next couple of days. But, um, you know. I, I think he goes to Bama. I That's where you go after you have a bad head coaching experience. You go to Bama, revamp the career, and then you get hired as another head coaching. Nothing is going to be fixed in Texas until those boosters stop breathing down everyone's neck down yeah, there. Yeah, well, that's definitely obviously what they do. And interesting, I saw a report, you know, they were trying to bring in Will Muschamp for their defensive coordinator, but he turned it down. Um, that was one report I, I you know, I'd have to – See, I, I, that's what I saw. I, I don't know the 100% accuracy of it, but I saw from one source that that's what it looked like. Um, you know, and then as OU fans, or not OU fans, but people saying, hey, what if he, they bring in Mike Stoops? And we're like, oh, please, let it happen. We love that. <laughs> we love when it's third and long and you're just going to you know, send the guys, go keep going, back up, back up. Oh, no, keep going. No, back over there in the end zone. Yeah, that's right. Um, so <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Um 
Yeah. So David, you know, you look, you look at this, this move and, you know, because growing up, I mean, I know you, David, you're a big Baylor fan. That's yes, correct, sir, I was. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, David. <laughs> so you, you look at this move with Texas and we talked about, yeah, this Texas team has not really been relevant uh, since Mac Brown. If, if you, you know, if you were in charge, I mean, in charge of Texas and as an AD and you're trying to bring in the coach, you know, with Sarkeesian, I mean, what, what is, what are they, what does he have to do to really, because you got OU, you're looking, you look at the standings, you look at every year what Lincoln Riley's doing and go, how do you beat that? So if you're bringing in Sarkeesian, I mean, how's he going to beat OU? How's he going to win? That, that that's the million dollar question. And I think everyone's asking that in, in the city of Austin uh, and, and how, how are we going to beat Oklahoma? And man, honestly, after, after seeing this season for, for OU and just the talent that they're going to have next season and uh, um, just all, all, all of that, just the momentum going forward. I really don't know how Texas is going to be able to beat OU or more or less anyone in the big 12. Uh, I think OU just has such a, a stacked lineup going into next season that that really, if they get that defense continuing to ride that high that they're on right now, man, OU is going to be be a problem for not only the Big Twelve but but the entire college football world. Um, and and for those in Texas, man, I, you have a great quarterback coming up in in Casey Thompson, uh, who played extremely well against uh, Colorado. And uh, man, I'd be super excited if I was a Texas fan. Uh, seeing that happen uh, throughout that whole game and excited for this whole next season for Thompson. But, but man, I just don't know how you beat Oklahoma or more or less beat a lot of the other really good teams in, in the big 12. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, it's not a good move by Texas. I, I don't understand it. I uh, whole new staff, um, whole new players, uh, depending on if Sam Ellinger comes back, this probably throws a wrench in that, but you're probably going to go at least through the maybe May or June until you can finally get back as a team together without COVID protocols. So that's less time you can uh, build relationships, throwing the ball and just working out as teammates. Uh, it's, I think it'll be a tough year for Texas next year. So you think, you think it, Braxton, if you're going to put, so, well, I mean, what would we say? They, they were seven and three, right? Is that what was? Yeah. So you think yeah. they, yeah. Do they hit seven? I mean, do they get seven wins next year? I mean, what's their record next year? You saying it's going to be worse? Uh, the Big 12 should be back better. Uh, Big 12 hit a drop-off this year, uh, so it should be – you'll still have Iowa State and OU for sure. Those teams will be – those will be the best two teams next year, 100%. Uh, but I, I think they probably lose another game or so. Uh, they don't know how to win games, but – uh, Big 12 should be a little bit better. David, what are you thinking? I mean, you know, I talked about, you know, you being a Baylor fan. I mean, well, how, how do you think Baylor's going to do next year? But do you think Texas will, uh, you know, will Texas be back? Uh, yeah, I just, man, I don't know. The, with uh, with Baylor's new coach and hire, they're, they're almost in the same boat as Texas. Uh, with At least they have another, they have a year under their belt with, with, their, with their new coach. Um, but, I just I don't know. It, it's it's a tough it's a tough time for for Texas and depending on I don't know if any of the schedules are out yet for for next year. But um, I, I I as I said earlier I don't know I don't know how anyone's gonna gonna beat Oklahoma as long as Oklahoma comes in with the with that same attitude they had the last eight games of this season. Man, I just Oklahoma should and I think they will run the table in the Big Twelve next year. And uh, as for as for Texas and, and Baylor and some of the, the other schools that didn't do super well this year, uh, Texas at least has some momentum going going forward with with that win over Colorado. But but that that new coaching hire is it's going to be tough for them. And for Baylor, I just man, I don't, I don't know about them. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to just man. I don't know where they go. Um, they, we've seen that they've had some some positive seasons. They've had some negative seasons. Uh, they're, they're basically a toss up and really, I just, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be a prominent team or kind of where they were this year down at the bottom of the big 12. Uh, they're, they're just always, always a toss up for, for whatever reason down there in Waco. So should be interesting to see how they play. Um, they always play teams relatively close. That's another thing to, 
to implement is they only beat Oklahoma by, I believe, 13 or something in just uh, just in the teens. Um, so they always play good teams close. So they're they're an interesting team to watch. But I, I really can't see anyone beating Oklahoma. They just have too good of a team, I think. I agree with that. That's a good final word right there. Oklahoma, too good of a team. <laughs> don't let's not get our hopes up because we see what OU does sometimes <laughs> that's true that is very true all right you ready to talk uh where hopefully OU will be next year national championship game this Monday let's do it all right Alabama versus Ohio State uh Alabama an eight point favorite two blue bloods going at it uh Matt you want to start with your analysis first yeah, I mean, look, uh, Mac Jones has been on a whole nother we- level. Um, you know, Smith winning the Heisman. Uh, this team is stacked. Uh, this team is stacked. And I, I look, I do not like Ohio State. And if you listen to, to our episode a couple of weeks ago, um, well, maybe a little longer than that, it was, you know, the committee making the change to get Ohio State in the very conference championship and all that. I just don't think Ohio State should be there. And I look, they looked great against Clemson, and then they beat them. I, and I get that. I just don't think they should have ever been in the first place. I think Bama's even better than anybody. Bama's always on a whole nother level. So I've got to go Bama no matter who they're playing. And, and I think Mac Jones is going to have another stellar performance with all the weapons he's got. And, and Smith is going to uh, you know, stand out. I mean, it's just going to be a good Alabama victory. Yeah, Matt and I, we, we both think Ohio State's a top-four team in the country. We shouldn't think they deserve to be in the playoff for only playing six games. But that OSU win, that was shocking. I, I, I was shocked. You were shocked. Uh, that just dismantling of Clemson. Uh, what That Justin Fields, where the heck has he been all year? That is Heisman Justin Fields that we were expecting all year. Um, uh, Ohio State had that win. Bama, though, they they just looked great over Notre Dame. You're Notre Dame Irish, Matt. Sorry about that. But, uh, Al, Al, yeah, Alabama, they're just a whole, whole nother level above everyone else. OSU, though, a COVID problem this week, so we'll see how that plays out, see if maybe they postpone it. Bama, though, uh, they can win this game by 14-plus. Justin Fields also got that uh, rib injury, so that plays. Played great with it during the game, but we'll see how it is a week later. Uh, like you said, no, there's no stop in Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, Mac Jones. Uh, I think the OSU semi was an anomaly from the, the season product that we've seen from the six games they played. Uh, I've got Bama 31-24. They're just, they're just different, man. Bama's just different, so I got them winning. Uh, David, who you got? Uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm with you guys. I think Alabama is just that, that three headed monster of Mac Jones and uh, Najee Harris and Devonte Smith is just going to be too much for anyone in the country to handle, frankly, uh, much less Ohio state. Um, I think the only one that got close that, that was relevant was, was uh, not Georgia, Florida, excuse me. Um, but that, that offense for Florida was able to keep up with them but man I just don't think anyone else in this country can can keep up with Alabama and that that three-headed monster that they have so I'm going Alabama a little bit more high scoring than you Braxton but Alabama um 45 to, to 28 there is supposed to be some rain in the forecast so that's why I got it a little lower oh okay uh, yeah, so we'll see how that plays in down in Miami. We're both we're all picking Bama, so we'll probably end up on cold takes later on. Uh, anything else for the College Football <laughs> Championship? Got nothing. All right, let's move on to on this day in history, uh, nineteen fifty six. Elvis's Hound Dog uh, single is released and stays at number one for a record eleven weeks. Nineteen ninety one. Matt, this is a baseball trivia. Came, all right, David David probably knows this one. 1991, what happened on this day for baseball? Not Ooh. a game, but something related to baseball. Ooh. Hi. Right. I don't know. David, you got any idea? I, I've, got, I've got no idea. Um, 1991's a little much before my time, so. <laughs> all right, uh, before me, too. <laughs> Matt, you're close, though. Well, okay. <laughs> but what um, just tell us what, what happened this day, Braxton? Baseball officially bans Pete Rose from being elected to the Hall of Fame. Oh Ooh. man. And then 20, 2007, Steve Jobs announces the iPhone. 2007. And then some birthdays we got Nicholas Cage, Elvis oh, Presley. Great legend. 
Yeah. Which one, Presley or Cage? Well, no, I'm kidding. Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another legend, David Bowie as well. So some three great birthdays this week. Nice. Absolutely. Uh, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere else you get your podcasts, at Burgers Brots, and Twitter and Instagram, at burgers brats all right so let's go into our nfl wild card weekend we're finally here didn't think we'd make it this far first game saturday number seven indianapolis uh versus number two buffalo buffalo is six and a half point favorite matt you were on this buffalo team from the beginning of the season i didn't see it until lately but i i love this buffalo team like you do Diggs and allen they are a match made in heaven only they've only got one loss in the past 10 games and that was the hail mary one loss in 10 games on a Hail Mary. Um, Buffalo, they got to open up that pass attack early on the Pulse, uh, Colts defense. Uh, not that strong there. And this is the first game of the year that the Colts are not favored. The first game they're not favored. Uh, Rivers, no interceptions if you want to win this game. I've got Buffalo, though. 30-27. Should be a magical run for them. Yeah, I, I love this pick. I love this game. I mean, you've got a young quarterback in Josh Allen against Old Rivers, old man Philip Rivers. And I'll tell you, um, you know, we talked about it. I didn't think the Colts would be this great um, this year. I did. Yeah, you did. That's right. You did. I, I, I disagree. I said, I look, I don't know what Philip Rivers is really going to do. He did a good job. And Jonathan Taylor uh, has been emerging as just an incredible running back. Um, really the last five, six weeks. I mean, you, if you, if you played fantasy football on the gun, if you got Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs, you're doing amazing. And then if you got Jonathan Taylor on the, on the other side, you're doing amazing as well. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I, I love the pick. I'm going Buffalo. I think that team is just going to be too dominant. I think it's going to be, you know, what, what was your score Braxton? What'd you have again? I had 30-27. Yeah, 30-27. So you got it pretty close. Uh, look, and one thing, if we're going to talk about a close game, uh, I love uh, their kicker, Tyler Bass. He is just – he's a guy that if you got – if you're out, you need a 50-yard field goal, no problem. This guy has just been amazing all year, and he's a rookie. So I, I got to go Buffalo. I think it's not going to come down to a field goal. I'm going to say um, – I'm actually going to say 30 – 38 – to 24 i don't think it's going to be super close yeah hey, uh, what about you? I, i'm with y'all as well uh contrary to to one of my favorite um people that that speaks and on podcasts uh, pat mcafee uh and his colts uh, i'm gonna go against the colts and go with the bills just like you guys um just that 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 monster of uh, josh allen and, and stefan diggs my only thing is though Stefan Diggs is questionable for the game with an oblique injury uh this week so that should be interesting to watch uh, and see how that goes but man I really think that the Bills are just are loaded up and, and should make a pretty good run to the end of these playoffs I've got I've got Buffalo 35-21 and I and I think Diggs was at practice or was practicing today so that's a good sign yes um, he was a limited but, participant today yeah so you need you need him definitely um so, but good pick. I like the pick. All right. Second game, afternoon game, the six-seeded Rams versus the number three, Seattle. Seattle, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. David, who you got in this one? In this one, this one's an interesting one because um, Seattle and, and Los Angeles just played each other just a little while ago uh, with Seattle pretty – or with Seattle holding the, the, the Rams to a pretty low-scoring game, which is rather rare for the Rams. Uh, however – I think I'm going to go against the Seahawks today and go with the Rams. And I think the Rams figure out that game plan from their previous game. And, and, and Jared Goff finds a way to get to get a win against the Seahawks and, and against the division foe. Our first upset. <laughs> Ooh, wow. He going, he's going Rams, Matt. Oh, my. I know. Hey. Um, uh, is Jared, I haven't heard anything on Jared Goff. You guys heard anything about that? I'm. I'm not sure if – I would assume – well. I'm checking right now. Let me check for you. Yeah. Let's get that right, let's, update. I'll get my pick. Yeah, go for it, While you look at that. All right. Um, Seattle, under the radar for a 12-4 team. Usually we are. We're always hearing about Seattle every year. They're 12-4. It's pretty good. I've not heard a single thing about them this year. Uh, rain in the forecast on this one. Uh, so should maybe be a lower-scoring game. Russell Wilson, though, 4,200 yards uh, – 
uh, this season. Um, can the Rams shut down DK Metcalf? He's ha- over a thousand yard receiver, and um, but the Rams are number one on total defense in the NFL. So we'll see how that goes. Offense versus defense. Uh, don't know if Goff Goff is healthy with that thumb injury. Uh, but in Russ, we trust um, trust in the Seahawks, trust in Russell Wilson. Seattle twenty three to sixteen. You know, I think this game is a almost a toss up, um, really, because what we've seen from Russell Wilson the first half of the season, I mean, he was dominant, like what we've seen. He's on his way to maybe having being an MVP uh, finalist, being right up there. And then what we saw in the second half was not a stellar quarterback. He was um, sacked a lot. He was. Uh, fumble, throwing some picks, fumbling ball. I mean, this it just looked like he could completely lost it. And while the the Seattle team can still still found ways to win, they did not look good. Um, and that's my concern. I have Seattle winning this game. I think it's going to be like a a twenty one seventeen kind of game. It's going to be close. Um, but I I could see David with your pick with the Rams. I can see that. I think it is almost a legit toss-up. It could go either way um, because I just think Russell Wilson, something's changed, and he just was not as stellar as he was at the beginning of the year, and I think that hurts them. But if if they can shut down D.K. Metcalf, they've still got Tyler Lockett. They've still got other weapons. But if Metcalf finds a way to go off, watch out because I, I think then, yeah, too, it's too tough to, to stop Seattle. But I, I think just if Russell Wilson struggles um, – Rams got a very good shot to to etch out a win. Yeah, hey, absolutely. And I'm looking at this injury report for the Rams right now, and it has uh, that Goff has made some progress on his dislocated right thumb, but uh, Coach Sean McVay has yet to make a decision on whether or not Jared Goff will play. So uh, a little update on my uh, prediction for this week. If Goff plays, I'll stick with it. I'll I'll say the Rams will get a win. They'll sneak it out. But if Goff does not play, then I just don't see don't see how the the Rams can beat the Seahawks this week. So with Goff, uh, with Goff, the Rams upset over the Seahawks. But without then I'm going Seahawks. All right. Uh, Late game Saturday, the final game of the day. Uh, Number five, Tampa Bay. Uh, versus number four, Washington. Washington made out the NFC least. Uh, Tampa Bay, eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, now the reward for making out of that conference, you got to face Tom Brady in the playoffs, who is unstoppable. Uh, both teams are playing pretty good football right now. Uh, the Bucks are off, are averaging, I think, close to 31 a game the last five games or so. Um, this Washington team, though, is first in pass defense and second overall. Uh, defense, I think they need at least two turnovers to have a chance. Uh, Tampa or Tampa Brady, we'll see how he plays. Uh, he's always really good in the playoffs, sadly. Uh, I think Tampa Bay wins 28 to 20. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I look at this game and it, I really want to cheer for Washington. The story of Ron Rivera and Alex Smith, just they're really good, feel good stories. Um, you're right, the NFC least, I mean, they're just a disaster. Um, but they made it to the playoffs. And they did what they, you know, needed to do being, uh, you know, what, a 6-10 and 10 team or whatever. Not 6-10. and 10, What were they? Well, I don't know. It just under 5-6-10. Were they 6-10? and 10? Yeah, under 500. I think so. Big time. Um, I've, I've, got Tampa, I've got Tampa winning this. Um, but I, I think it's – I really think it's going to be a defensive battle. I think Tom Brady is going to struggle in this game. And um, it's, it's not going to be, uh, you know, an easy cupcake win where he's up by three or four touchdowns and – you know, you don't have to really do much the rest of the game. I've got Tampa Bay winning, but I've got it 21 to 10. I think it's a low scoring affair between these two teams. Mine's closer than yours, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> well, an eight point game. Well, yeah, you got an eight point game. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I think 21's done. I don't think anybody's scoring over 21. You got what, 28 20? Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 We'll see if Washington put up that much. Yeah. Yeah, so here, here's here's the thing from my perspective is I'm looking at their schedule. I'm looking at the uh, football teams, I guess Washington football team schedule right now. In the past six or seven games, the most points that they've allowed has been 23, uh, not even 23, 20. Excuse me, uh, 20 points, and which is pretty amazing to me considering that. Um, just how bad their start to the season earlier was, giving up 30, 34, 31, uh, and then turning around in the back part of the season with not even allowing over 20 points in 
almost any of their games except for one against the Lions in Week 10. Uh, so that's that, that's my question this week is, can the Washington defense show up and shut down Tom Brady? I don't think so. Uh, I think Tom Brady and the, and the Bucks are too hot right now. Um, and as much as I'm like Matt and want to go with the football team, uh, I just think that the Bucks are too hot right now and that they're just going to take over that Washington defense. Um, and, uh, and that Washington offense right now is not doing too well. Um, I mean, they almost lost to the Eagles before, uh, before the Eagles uh, quote unquote tanked, but we won't have to get into that. But, uh, <laughs> but, I think I think Tom Brady breaks through that Washington defense that has looked pretty good towards the end of this season. So I'm going uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks with a score of 28 to 20. All right, same pick. All right, let's go on to Sunday in the first game. Sunday, number five Baltimore versus number four Tennessee. Baltimore, a three and a half point favorite. Matt, who you got in this one? Well, I've I've got Tennessee taking this one. Um, I Ooh. again, I I do. I know. Look. What we've seen from Baltimore, uh, just a roller coaster. It's been up and down. Uh, but they have been getting better of late. Um, Lamar's looking more like himself. That's a dangerous team. I, I, I totally get that. But on the other side with Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill has done a really good job for a second straight year um, at Tennessee, at quarterback. I mean, it, it really, it's just like Ryan Tannehill, a guy that in early in his career wasn't. And he get him the start here in, in uh, Tennessee. And he's looking good, and he's and he's been consistent. He's kept it up. And then you've got the man, Derrick Henry, I mean, the guy he can just who, I mean, he is just such a game changer. And we've seen some games earlier on this season where he really wasn't a factor. But then come towards the playoff stretch, here you go. This guy is just um, it just dominant, a dominant force. Um, I've got Tennessee winning this game. I think it's going to be a close one. Um, I, I'm going to go 24-21. But I think Derrick Henry is going to be a big factor. I mean, you've got to have the running game to, to win this game uh, for Tennessee. But if, if, if you got him shut down, I got faith in Tannehill that he'll find, you know, John o. Smith, he'll find um, A.J. Brown. He'll, go, he'll, he'll find who he needs to find, Corey Davis. He's got weapons too. So I'm going Tennessee. David? See, Matt, you've brought up some good points about Tennessee. However, I just don't think there is almost anyone as hot as the Baltimore Ravens right now in the National Football League. You've got the Packers who are doing extremely well. Uh, Tennessee has done well. But the Ravens, man, they are, have been on fire as of recent with a 38-3 win over Cincinnati, uh, 27 points on the Giants, 40 on Jacksonville, and 47 on a very good Cleveland Browns team. Man, I just don't think that Baltimore uh, can be really stopped at the moment, especially that offense. And I look at Tennessee's games as well. Tennessee has allowed a bunch of points, uh, including last week against Houston. They allowed 38 points. They squeaked out a win against Houston, 41-38. Against Green Bay, Green Bay torched their defense, 40-14. to um, Again, with Detroit allowing 25 points. Uh, and then um, we see with Jacksonville and Cleveland allowing 41 points. In, in the Cleveland game. I just, I think Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens, I think they overcome that Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill uh, duo there in Tennessee. But I, I, man, I just don't think anyone's hotter than the Ravens at the moment, uh, other than the green Bay Packers and the other side of the, of the conference. So uh, I'm going Baltimore and a pretty high scoring game, at least for the Ravens. I'm going uh, 38 to 35. I'm, I'm with David on this one. That's, this Baltimore team is looking very, very good, especially in the last few games. And they've got revenge on their minds. Uh, Tennessee knocked them out of the playoffs last year. They beat them this year in overtime, I believe. Uh, but Baltimore's playing like they should have been playing all year, like we expected them to. Lamar Jackson's finally living up to the MVP. Uh, Tennessee defense, though, they are atrocious. Uh, 28th in the league right now overall. Uh, pass pass game is just bad. Hopefully Lamar Jackson gets some passes. He has not been a great passer this year. Uh, so uh, start early with the pass attack if you're Baltimore. Uh, and if you're defense, stack the box, man. All, to win, you got to stack the box. Tackle Derrick Henry, go low, uh, double A.J. Brown. Uh, that's your recipe for success. Uh, Baltimore. 5-0 and against the spread in the last five games with 12 rushing touchdowns. I think Baltimore is just way too hot right now. I got them winning 31-24. And then uh, middle game, game of the afternoon, 7 Chicago versus number 2 New Orleans. New Orleans a 10-point favorite. 
David, the Bears have no chance. Yeah, right? I, I just can't see uh, Trubisky doing anything against the Saints' defense, and, and along with the with the Saints just being the powerhouse that they are. Uh, I'm looking at Saul. Sorry for the for the dogs in the background. That's crazy. Um, but I'm I'm looking at schedules here, and man, I just comparing games between the Saints and and the Bears. Saint the Saints have had a couple uh, iffy games uh, along with the Philadelphia game that they lost. And then a close one against Atlanta, but the past two games against Carolina, thirty-three to seven, and Minnesota, fifty-two to thirty-three. I just think the Saints team's hot right now, uh, coming off those two big wins. And man, I look to I look to see the Saints uh, doing uh, doing really well against the Bears. I'm, I'm going uh, thirty-eight to twenty-one Saints over the Bears. Yeah, uh, Trubisky is six and three as a starter this year. He's been playing pretty good football. Uh, they're close to averaging thirty points a game the last five games. Uh, is what I've seen. Uh, so the offense is rolling. Uh, they need to get Montgomery more touches though uh, for running for the running game. Um, this will be the best defense they face uh, on that Chicago team. Uh, Bears. Uh, yeah, they they got to get the running game going, man. Montgomery has been playing lights out when they give him the ball. They've been going away from it a little bit. Uh, Saints. They've they've choked their last three playoff losses or their last three playoff games. Uh, so we'll see how it goes this first round. But Drew Brees is back. They're playing pretty good football. Uh, Saints are top five on defense in the league. Uh, Saints too much, man. 28-13, uh, last go-round for Drew Brees. I think they're going to get a win. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think uh, the Saints will win 31-21. Uh, it, it's been a roller coaster season for Chicago. It started off great, not good. Then they it was said they were one of the hottest teams just down the stretch, dominating, put up a lot of points. But they're not being Drew Brees. They're not being the Saints defense. And uh, it was good, good, you know, made it to the playoffs. Good job, Chicago. Didn't look like it for a stretch you would. But that's going to be the end of the road. All right, and then our final game, our final wild card game of the weekend, number six, Cleveland versus number three, Pittsburgh. Pitt, a six-point favorite. I'm sure that line just dramatically went towards Pittsburgh after this last week. Uh, so we're getting a rivalry in the wild card. Should be a great, uh, fun matchup. The Browns, though, no Stefanski. No Stefanski, right? I think that's correct, yes. I think with COVID, I think uh, don't think he's back yet. I don't know if he'll be able to coach. All right, and they have not practiced at all this week. They have not had one single practice for the Browns. Baker hasn't thrown a pass since Sunday. I'm sure he's thrown some in his backyard, but with this team, he has not thrown one since Sunday. And there are six starters on the COVID list. Um, Pitt starters, they got a week off last week in their game against uh, Cleveland. Um, all the all these problems just spell a first-round exit for the Browns. Uh, Cleveland defense is not playing that well either. Uh, they got to step up if they want to win this game. Uh, we're, we're all rooting for the Browns. I know Matt and I are for sure, but I think just – so many problems going on. Bad week for them. Uh, Pitt wins 27-21. What you got, David? Yeah, I'm looking at this injury list for the Browns, and, it, man, it does not look good. I think it's the longest one in the NFL at the moment when I'm looking at all of these. Um, just a lot of out with uh, with with COVID-19 or, or virus issues. And, uh, man, I just don't know if, if the Browns can sort of, I don't know, recover from this or recover from having this many people out. Uh, a bunch of these are crucial players on their team. And, uh, yeah, I, I, w- I was going to go Browns before I looked at this injury report, but now I'm going to go Steelers. I'm going to flip the Steelers, and I think the Steelers will probably handle this one a bit better than they did this last week after their 24-22 to win over the Browns. I'm going to go Steelers 35-21. to Steelers win over a very hurt Browns team. However, not to take away from the Cleveland Browns, they've played excellent football all year. Um, congrats to them for making the playoffs. And, uh, man, it, it would have been fun to see, see a healthy Browns team, and maybe I'm wrong, but a healthy Browns team beats the Steelers team. I agree on that. Well, I'm, I'm going to go against both your picks. I am going with Cleveland. I Look, this is a Steelers team that when they were undefeated, man, they were looking good. And then it all fell apart, and it looked really, really bad. And, and this team, you know, they got the they beat. Uh, well, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm kind of losing my mind here. Um, Steelers beat uh, Cleveland, right? Or Cle- Cleveland win last week? Steelers won 24-22. Uh, Cleveland won last week. 
No, last week Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Oh, my bad. I'm yeah, looking at okay. the wrong thing. You're exactly right. Yeah. The yeah. First, the first week Pittsburgh pummeled. Yes. Plumbled yes. Them. Like. Okay. Yeah. So I'm already forgetting about last week. This is it's already a long year. Um. <laughs> so Cleveland won last week. I think Cleveland will do it again. And yes, we talk about the injuries and not practicing. That all goes against them. But I, I just this Steelers team. I, if they struggle out the gate. It's going to be, I think, a long game, and that gives Cleveland a shot. It really does. Now, if Big Ben starts slinging touchdowns to Juju and, and Deontay Johnson, I mean, and you know, they get off to a 14 nothing lead, I mean, it, I don't see Cleveland, you know, coming back. But I, I, I have faith in Baker in this game. And Cleveland is in the playoffs. This is a team that they want to prove something, and they get a good rematch against their rival. Um, so I'm, I'm taking the Browns in a, uh, a close game, a 21-17 win in an upset. All right, going for the America's team, the Cleveland Browns. Matt picks them. Uh, let's anything else for NFL Wildcard Weekend, you guys? Nothing for me. Nope. All right, should be a fun weekend, fun two days in the NFL. Uh, let's go into our final segment. Who would you share a burger and brought with? Um, I, I'm going with the Cleveland. I'm going with Cleveland, man. The Cleveland Browns fans after. What, 18 years since 2002, I guess now uh, 19, but Cleveland hasn't made the playoffs. for. They're making them for the first time since 2002. It was the longest active streak. Thank God I wasn't born a Browns fan, uh, but uh, congrats to the city of Cleveland, all their fans. I'll make the playoffs for the first time in a long time. And, David, what about you? You got anybody you want to shout out? Uh Man, I, I think I, I think I'll uh, I'll share a, a burger with with the New York Giants fans after this past week. Uh, the Giants uh, broke uh, broke my Cowboys hearts this week. However, um, the <laughs> I think I want to share share this burger with the Giants fans just because of what happened in the Eagles uh, Washington game. Uh, just just hard to see a chance at the playoffs disappear by by a team uh, as I said earlier, quote unquote taking or tanking. Excuse me. Um, but, but just hard to see. And, uh, man, I, I feel bad for the Giants fans, but man, I don't know. Uh, that NFC, NFC East was brutal to watch this year. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, see how it all goes out into the future. And, and even if the, if Washington can, can do well this week. So and share, share burger with the, uh, with the New York Giants fans. Sorry that, that you watched your, your chances, uh, dwindle away. Gosh, I mean, that's you could do a whole segment, talk a whole show about oh, the Eagles. Absolutely. And, oh, man. One, once the Eagles were about to tie it and then they decided to go for it, you just could hear Giants fans. Just brutal. Shaking, <laughs> brutal. Oh, I know I'd be doing the same thing as a Cowboys fan. So, <laughs> no, you don't even get me started, David. That, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, maybe it was, I'm glad probably we lost the way we did because then, you know, that we'd be in the same. Yeah. No. Um, okay, so my burger and brat I want to share with, you know, we've talked a lot being in this pandemic. We've talked a lot of really good stories about, you know, Braxton, you know, you brought up a lot about uh, different stories of saving wildlife. We've talked about um, Juju Smith-Schuster giving a homeless man a meal. We talked about a couple that just got married and they couldn't have their reception. So they gave all the food to a local shelter and and then they were actually serving the people at the shelter. So my burger and brought, I want to share with the unsung heroes um, that are out there trying to make a difference on a, on a daily basis. Um, you know, we're, we're all hurting already in 2021 with uh, the attack on our capital. And that shouldn't be the storyline. The, those thugs, those people out there need to, it's just awful because what the story needs to be is the unsung heroes, the people in our neighborhoods, the people that want to make a difference, um, the people that we have a vaccine now. So that's, that's the exciting news. That's kind of my final word. What I want to leave with is we, the, there's hope. And there's good things happening, and those are the people that are, are risking their lives and, and saving lives and, and doing good things for the people in their community. The unsung heroes they don't get talked a lot about, that's who I want to share a burger and brat with. And hopefully when this pandemic's over, we'll throw a big party, and we can all have burgers and brats, and we'll, we'll just cheer and, and um, just get back to normal. Because I know we're all tired of this pandemic stuff, and we've been talking about, I mean, we're in 10 months, 9 months, I've lost track of time. But uh, we're, we're almost to March. Again. Yeah, yeah, it's almost a year. So uh, the people that really are, don't get the credit, um, I, I want to shout them out tonight because 
um, they deserve the credit. Yeah, hopefully 2021 starts turning things around. But, Matt, we're back, so everything's looking a little better for the future because of us. Because of sports. And our sports are it's, – it's playoffs are getting here. Uh, vaccines are heading out, so it should become a lot better in this world. In- uh, David, or, oh, yeah, I just want to say one more thing in Braxton. I mean, we got to tell everyone that we're in a tournament again in a couple of weeks or next week or whatever. You know, we, we are in a tournament, Matt. Tell yeah, so that. the Giant Pong uh, basketball. So if you follow our Instagram, um, you follow the live, you got to see me, uh, you know, fall down. And uh, I was like, <laughs> I was trying to go for the final shot. Time was ticking and it snowed here. So I slip in the mud, but I, you know, I sacrificed my body to hit the ground for the shot, even though I didn't even get the shot off. Uh, that's kind of embarrassing. But we were in a tournament. We're back in a tournament again. It's just like a cornhole game, but with a basketball, you try to make it in a bucket. It's a lot of fun. But next Saturday, the 16th, we're back in the tournament again. So check us out. Follow our live. We'll be challenging. We'll be up against somebody. Um, if it's like last time, it's at noon central is when we'll be kicking off. Um, so give us a follow. Follow the live. We'll, we'll interact with you. Uh, probably a lot more people out there make better shots than I can. But, hey, you know, it was a trial run. I'm ready for round two. I'll tell you that. I'm ready for round two. I'll, I'll have to send David the yeah, video. Yeah, please. I'd love to see that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> classic. <laughs> it was classic. But, look, there was snow. There was mud. <laughs> I took snow a Snow mud, yeah. <laughs> Anything else to add on this? Uh First episode of 2021. I can't believe it's already 21. Wow. wow. Let's hope it's a good year. That's how. That. That's what I want. Let's to hope so. Good year. Let's hope it's a good year. Uh, David, thank you so much for joining us. First uh, guest on a, our new on the brand new year. Uh, thanks so much for coming hey, on. Talk absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone out there. And uh, man, uh, yeah, give these guys a follow. And uh, these guys love sports. They're passionate about it. And they 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 do their research and they do this well. So uh, shout out to them. Uh, give them a follow. And yeah, guys, thanks for having me on and uh, being able to just talk some sports with you guys. I I really appreciate it. And Brax, I did I, I yeah, didn't you, pay David to say those nice. He did things not. About he did it, not. So he did not. That's that. cool. I, was, <laughs> thanks, I, I was just about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> thanks, David. That that means a lot. I mean, this is what we want to do in twenty twenty one bring on as many guests continue that tradition what we've been doing and, and david you, you set the bar high you set the bar high for i appreciate that guys. So, I appreciate thanks for being thanks for being on uh everyone out there make sure you're following us on our podcast spotify tune in pandora and literally anywhere else you get your podcast at burgers rock stay up to date with our latest news on twitter and instagram at burgers rock matt and i thanks for listening take care stay safe